0: Well, it's been a long time since I did a podcast. The thing is, I am like 11, and I have a few things that kind of make it hard for me to make friends or talk to people. So I decided to start a podcast so I was able to spread my mind. The thing is, I really, really love writing stories, but since I have no friends, I have no one to share my stories with. I have no one to hear the things that come on in my mind. That's why I started writing a book. But I feel like, outside my book, there are stories that I don't want people to hear, people to read every day, people to just have in their homes. I want to share these stories, I just don't want everyone to know. So, I'm going to share a few stories with you guys. First one, I call... The Lost Waves... And the World of the Girl. So, here we go. Several years ago, I was going through the deep dark waters, swimming beyond everything that came forth to me. I saw every wave, I felt every bit of the water hitting my body, but I knew what I had to do. So, I calmed myself, and I ran, and I ran, and I ran. Well, I swam. I couldn't run then. I felt like I was but I wasn't and I knew it. Thing was I, I was alone in the waters of the deep. I knew I would drown. I knew I would I would die there. If I didn't find the boat there'd be nothing left of me. So I swam swam looking into the distance till I saw something something that reminded me of the way I got my name they called me waves where I came from because I was someone simple but I was like the waves so many ways and then there was my tattoo No one knows who gave it to me, I don't. One day I woke up, and I had it. It's a picture of the waves. It's a picture of me transforming into the waves. It's something that I can't describe. It's right there on my left arm, on my shoulder. People look at me, and all they see is waves. They don't see the real me. My real name is Allie Nain. I worked very hard for what I do. And I can't handle it. I swim and swim towards this thing that comes in front of me. And I look what it is. And it's an animal. I can't tell what it is from here. But I know it's trouble. Although I know I swim farther, knowing that the water will protect me. It always has. It's a whale. A beautiful whale. I come close to touch it and realize that I must have my hands wet or I could hurt it, cause it to have a skin infection. And I don't want to hurt the whale. So I wet my hand, and I carefully stroke it, knowing that I won't be there long, but also knowing that I could rest here, and the whale coming up from air can help me to survive for a while. I could rest, and I can relax for a while, holding on to its tail. I'm not like a normal person. I can hold my breath for five minutes. Whales can hold their breath for a little more. So I knew that I would be able to be with it for a while. And when I had to breathe, I could resurface. Just like the whale. I know what I have to breathe, and I know when to get up. That's what's so special about me. When I'm in the water, it's like I can breathe there. Like everything fits. Like I belong there. I know I don't. I'm a landman. I'm a landlubber. But I can't stay away from the sea. So, I think back to how I came here. What happened to me. Two years ago, I was on a boat, searching towards the horizon. We were looking for land, see? There was an island, not mapped. No one knew about it, except for me, my grandfather, who had died a month before. I looked at at the map he had created when he was on the sea. I knew we were heading in the wrong direction, but I didn't care. I just wanted to be out there. And I knew that this, the seas would change in a while, and we'd head in the right direction. <clears throat> so we st- as we started forward, I realized something, that my cook, my cook had been doing Taking a little while extra to make food, food that shouldn't take as long because it's actually less food, then I realized what was going on. I knew my cook was doing something underhanded, so in the middle of the night, I went to my kitchen I went to the kitchen and saw it. He was putting something in our food. I knew he was planning on taking the ship, so I decided to empty out what he was putting into our food and replace it with just plain, just plain old regular stuff. Stuff that wouldn't damage us. Then I told the crew to act as if they were being just kind of like knocked unconscious. Because I knew that we could take the cook after he thought that he had succeeded. I was right. But that didn't stop him. He jumped off the ship and swam away. We didn't know if he would survive. For about a week. When we saw another ship heading towards ours. It was an enemy ship we knew it right away. So, we guided guided our boat, gently towards it, to where we'd be able to make a quick escape if necessary. And the man leading the ship was our cook. We knew he'd done something to them. Either that, or this was his boat in the first place. We called out, saying, Hey, what are you doing that? Knowing that it wouldn't work. But either way, we continued forth. We guided our boat away as quick as possible, knowing that the cook would soon try to take over our ship because the enemy boat had cannons. So, I swam, and I swam, away from the place where my memories had been brought forth. Knowing that if I remembered the rest, I'd cry for the rest of my life. I knew, because the cook had betrayed me. The cook was my friend, my best friend. I didn't know why he decided to hurt me. I didn't know why. Alright, that is the end of the first chapter. Next time, you'll be hearing the rest. Alright, have a great day, guys. Enjoy yourself. Bye-bye.